Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Enchanté. Hi, hi, and welcome. I'm Classy. And I'm Nick, a professional. <laughs> and thanks for joining us on Talkadoo, a variety talk show where we talk about anything and nothing at all, and hopefully get you talking too. And this week, we become a talkatois with Disembodied Hand. Hi, Disembodied Hand here. Uh, I'm actually just a hand, but I'm connected to a computer that understands sign language. So occasionally, uh, it might get one of the signs orange wrong. Good times. <laughs> Very good. So, how's it going, Nick? Actually, so unlike last time when I had nothing to say, now I got well, at least two. I had a third and then I forgot it. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's been a good week. So, uh, uh, the, the greatest thing to ever release on the internet happened on Friday. It's a music video by Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion called WAP. W-A-P. Jesus oh. Christ, is it great. Yeah, well, Cardi B is just hysterical. And um, have you seen this video, Disembodied Hand? Or have you uh, listened with your hand? <laughs> I have not either of those things. Okay, so the Cardi B video he's talking about, there's a point where they're like looking through hallway rooms and then they see Michael Scott from The Office dancing and like listening to their song and all this kind of stuff. I'm actually going to have to watch it. So I haven't actually watched the video because the only version of the video I can find is the censored version with the lyrics. And I don't want that. You don't listen to WAP. I guess it's WAP, not WAP. But uh, you don't listen to WAP for the no, censored. No, I'm pretty sure it is WAP, actually. Oh, it is? I I'm think so. Remember. I think I that's how she pronounces the song. Okay, I'm definitely... Oh, gee, I guess I have to listen to it 50 more times. Because uh, I know at one point towards the end, she's like, WAP, WAP, WAP. Or maybe it is WAP, WAP, WAP. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to to listen it to it again. It might be WAP. I don't know. Hey, that's fine. It's just more of an excuse to listen to it. It is a brilliant and wonderful song. My, But, like, I couldn't watch the video because <laughs> every now and again, she just, like, like they translate the thesis of the song in the video, or at least the censored version, as warm and gushy. I'm like, no, I'm, I, I, no, that's, that's dumb. Did you say the feces of the song? Sure. <laughs> Warm and gushy? <laughs> yeah. I do like... Well, there might be a question about that later. No. Uh, yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what the other... Oh, the other thing was, real fast, I uh, I, I started playing a board game that, uh, you know, I've been playing a whole lot of City Skylines. Well, they came out with a board game. I thought it was going to come out, like, in a year from now. It's already been released, and it's pretty good. And, more importantly, it has a single-player version, so I've got something to do for uh, uh, the... Uh, quarantine times ah very cool yeah i may actually not lose next time it's challenging it's supposed to be co-op and you it's better with multiple people because you get more cards out there but clearly i don't have multiple people right now uh yeah no it's fun it's fun very cool well i've just been at home for the last like two weeks because we thought i had covid um, my doctor even thought I had COVID, and I got tested, and I don't have COVID. Hey, that's so, good news. What do you have instead? Yeah. Just 
I had cold or whining blue, something. Whining, yeah. yeah. General malaise. Lady problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what about you, disembodied hand? How have your how's your week been? My week has been quiet. I'm kind of on vacation right now between projects. Yeah. So seems like we're all pretty chill. Have you been doing anything, playing anything, uh, while you're on semi vacation then? Oh lord. I play way too much Hearthstone, and I just started playing a game called Starfleet Commander again. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible browser-based game, and it's like heroin, where you think <laughs> you're over it, and then you're like, okay, I'll just try a little bit. This time I can and, control the habit. Y yeah. Well, and... He was also, because back when we used to play, I think I've actually talked about this game on a podcast before, um, but he used to be one of the like top people in this game, um, and we'll probably get back there, but right now, uh, he's, it just started a new universe, and so he's not that high up yet, but people can also kind of pay to win in a, in a sense, so... Oh, not oh, in yeah. a sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you put Literal. money into it, and you can just jam up your rank so fast. But it's a, it's when uh, remember when we were into the like the whole nerd herd was into uh, real time strategy games. It's kind of like that. So it's basically like you build up your colonies in space, and you well, do you want to explain it? Because I mean, you play it. Yeah. So you basically you start with one planet, and you build. Lots of uh, buildings that help you develop that planet, and then you build ships, and then you kind of uh, discover the galaxy, and then you look, and I'm making it sound really good. Yeah. Actually, um, I, I've played a game <laughs> You're making it sound too good. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a terrible, terrible Dude, game. Game. No, uh, I played a game similar to this called Travian for, I would say... A good six months or so, Travian was, it was, um, Jesus, the map was enormous for one, uh, and it was Isn't divided... this the one we all played together? Possibly. It was kind yeah. of what Clash of Clans was based off of, except yeah. uh, Travian was, yeah. Oh, it was, it was a good game, but it was a terrible game because it was straight up pay, pay to win. Like, yeah, I could... remember, uh, actually I remember, uh, Badmech. Yeah. One of the nerd herd uh, saying it was pretty similar. He actually went by Kenneth on our podcast, so oh. you can say Kenneth. Ooh, that was a close call. <laughs> Cole? Cole? Your sign language Whatever. thing is off again. <laughs> Let's adjust it real quick. Call. <laughs> Excellent Foley work. Um, yeah, okay, no, that does sound like Travian, so therefore I will never play it because I... You know, when you when you wake up at four in the morning because you need to dodge an attack or you need to make an attack, you know you have trouble. Oh my god, it's like you know me. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't well the other the other thing that people would do all the time was find someone who lived twelve time zones away from you and share the account with them and then you would own it in the morning your time and they would own it in the morning their time. And it's just like this, it's like I, you know some of the people that are playing this game. Oh, I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's awful. Games like that are a lot of fun if you can find 
a bunch of chill players, but good luck with that. Yeah. There's Agreed. not really chill. Like, I mean, I tried playing it chill, um, and that was when Disembodied Hand and I were still together, and so we would play together, and there's just no chill with this game because uh. you constantly have to be watching your ships and your fleet. It's ridiculous. So, uh, I mean, you it's... can send them away and stuff like that, but then, like, people can figure out your, like, their ways for other people to track your ships and then they can figure out when you're when they're going to be returning and then attack it when exactly when they return and it's just ridiculous honestly but they have so many iterations of this game they put out like a new universe what would you say like every year yeah probably yeah i think so surprise only every year travian would start a couple like they would start a game every month so they had 12 games running at once but then also they would uh, have certain servers that were 2x, 4x, and 8x. So you, all of your resources and everything and all the movement times and everything would be progressively faster. And I know people who had like three accounts all on 8x servers. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yes, yeah, so that's exactly like this company. They have several different universes. Then they have the classic universe. They have the turbo universe. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, give me don't, give me don't. an old school uh um what you call it, an old school browser game. I could not think of the word browser. An old school browser game like oh shoot, I don't remember the name. But Progress Quest, I think, was what it was called, where you got a certain number of actions per day, and it refreshed at midnight, and there was no gaming the system. But then also there was no money in the, involved in the game. It was just something that somebody put together for fun and then threw it out on the internet. I could be mixing up whatever game I actually played with Progress Quest, but it was fun anyway, and it was free, and I didn't have to monitor it constantly. Yeah, I played a game called Die Tonight that was a lot like that. Oh, yeah, that it was a zombie was apocalypse game. Apocalypse. Lips? Oh. Apocalypse. And it was basically, yeah, you had a certain number of turns, and you could pay for extra stuff, but you didn't have to. I'm trying to... I think I played the same game. I don't remember it being called Die Tonight, so maybe it was a different one, but it was more or less... There was a map, a physical map, and it was divided into squares, and yeah, yeah you had and, and you had to, like, type in your commands or whatever, and, like, the, I remember uh, the axe was, like, one of the best weapons because it didn't need ammunition, and it would always hit. It only hit for three damage, but you could use that to just, like... I'll use three attacks on this uh, on this zombie, and then I'm going back into a barricaded room. No, no, it's a different game. Okay, different I'm game. Thinking. This was you had to. You were all in a city. There were thirty people, and you all had to do different things and decide to build different things for the colony to survive. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, like that and then there would be a zombie attack every single night, um, and it would get increasingly bigger and worse and bigger and worse. Um, hopefully with how you were growing, but at some point it was just like you couldn't anymore, and so you'd have to restart the colony at some point. That's cool. It's kind of like um, um, endless horde mode in a, in another game, except that uh, you don't have to be constantly monitoring it. It's just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do to keep it alive, and I'm going to go play, I don't know, I'm trying to remember what I played during that time frame, Saints Row 3. Yeah. It's a good filler game. Yeah. Yes, it is. 
I wonder if they still have that game. It would be interesting to look it up. If only there were a device that we could use to look up if it was, you know, still a game or not. I mean, I wish we still had that technology, but I guess not. Yeah. You'll have to write in a self-addressed stamped envelope and send it to the New York Public Library. Oh, yeah. It's still going on. The librarian got back to you already? Yeah, she's super fast. Disembodied Hand knows her. Like, they have, like, kind of a old deal. I don't know. She really likes his hand. Like uh, Cousin It or Cousin Thing. I forget which one. Oh, uh, the Thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, Thing was, was it? the... Cousin It was the hairy one that, okay. um, yeah, was all hair. Mm-hmm. With a little, like, hat on top. Like, a little bowler hat on top. For some reason, I remember him wearing sunglasses, too. Maybe that was just yeah. in the movie. No, 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 no. It was sunglasses, too. Right on. That's how you know you got a cool kid. Yeah. Because he has a lot of hair and wears sunglasses? Just sunglasses in general. Sunglasses make you instantly cool. Okay. Yeah, it's a rule. Okay. But speaking of old school, I have a question of the week. Yay. Yeah. So um, this one I personally chose because I know Disembodied Hand's answer. And oh, God. I want the world to know. <laughs> so when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> Is he going to answer first? Yeah, or is I mean, the well, hand no, going to answer actually, first? You know what? I, I kind of want him to answer last. Okay. Because his answer is great. You know, <laughs> Our funny. answers are probably way more boring. <laughs> well, uh, mine's going to be a really boring one. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. Because I've been thinking about this question because I was going to ask you next time I had a question what you wanted to be when you grew up. And the thing is, I actually never really had an I want to be this kind of thing. I always had kind of like... You know, I guess I guess I could teach. I guess I could write. I guess I could do whatever, that sort of thing. But I never had a this is my dream job kind of thing, which now as an adult, I kind of realize makes sense because even to me right now, my job doesn't really matter because what I really want to do is hang out with my friends, play my board games, play my computer games, read books, watch TV, relax and have fun and all that kind of stuff. And I can do that no matter what my job is. Unless my job was like, you're going to work 16 hours a day mining coal or something. That Then I wouldn't be able to do all that. But that's really what it boils down to when I thought about it is that I just kind of want to do nothing. Uh, and in order to do nothing, I need to earn a stable paycheck. Yeah, I mean, I'm not lazy. I really love my job and I love working hard and everything. And in fact, we did our reviews recently and my manager was basically telling me like I'm the only one who actually gives a shit. Uh... And yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. It's just that what I do, at, I work as hard as I do so that when I get home, I can do the things that I want to do more. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, um, being, you know, like, I, I grew up semi-wealthy, as I've kind of talked about before. So I wanted to have money when mm-hmm. I grew up as well. So I just wanted to be like a lawyer or, you know, something like that, um, mostly because my dad was a lawyer um, and, you know, it's like, so I grew up. But it, what's funny about that is I wanted to be a lawyer, but my dad uh, warned me against it just because uh, he he was like, it, just the stress and hours and everything. He's like, I don't advise it for anyone. Because um, old school lawyers, you know, obviously, like, 
I don't know about new school lawyers. Uh, Disembodied Foot uh, is actually a lawyer. Um, and she she seems to have like a really good balance, but she also owns her own practice. So, you know, it's or firm or whatever. But um, yeah, so I, I, mine's really boring, but disembodied hand. Okay, so it's important to understand that cowboy. when I was little, my Reverse mommy cowboy. told me that I could be anything I wanted to be when I grew up. So I took that to heart and I decided that what I really wanted to be when I grew up was a fire engine. <laughs> Not a fireman or a firewoman, I suppose. I wanted to be a fire engine. Yeah. So a hmm. fire truck. Like Turbo Team. Yeah. That would have been yeah. badass. Yeah. Thank God you understand Turbo Team. I, I don't. I just assumed. Oh, damn it. Well, I'm going to go crawl <laughs> into my hole now. Someone out there will know Turbo Teen, the, the teenage boy who would turn into a, a car. Yeah. That's no, just you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you could have. But what's well, funny about that is it kind of became an inside joke between us because then whenever we were acting like super childish or just kind of like off the wall bonkers, we would be like, fire truck! And, like, <laughs> just kind of scream it at each other. And then eventually we got this little wooden fire truck that we would, like, pass between each other. Um, yeah. And just it became this whole thing. So, yeah. That's a weird kink. <laughs> Not a kink. <laughs> just a little clear. bit of a kink. <laughs> yeah. If being goofy is a kink, which, I mean, 2020. Well. Anything I mean, furries love Goofy. Or do they not? Because Goofy is too huge. Eh, hmm. I guess they would love Goofy, hate Pluto. Because Pluto is just straight up an animal. Or would they like Pluto more? Because he's more animal. I don't know, because I've seen a lot of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog fan art. I've never seen just straight up hedgehog fan art. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen hedgehog fan art, just not in that realm. Yeah, not... Rad, kick-ass, sexy time, hedgehog fan art. You're not in the right uh, internet places. <laughs> I'm not in the right deviant arts. Not in the right tumblers. Oh, that I've seen universe. Some uh, serious hedgehog art. Oh, <laughs> uh, there is um, shoot. So there's another podcast I listen to, and every now and again they'll do a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, fan art roundup. There is a surprisingly high amount of Christian Sonic the Hedgehog fan art. As well as a surprisingly high amount of uh, fan art where Sonic is pregnant. Uh, yeah, yeah there's, that's, it runs the whole gamut. Sonic and the Sonic-verse is remarkably wide. It's a big tent. Okay, and apparently they let anyone in there. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, I mean, uh, being a very inclusive uh, environment's not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, it's definitely not bad. And real fast... Because we have our our internet machines, go ahead and just type in your name, the hedgehog, uh, and we'll describe. So, I say my name, don't worry, you guys don't have to say yours, but my Nick the Hedgehog is a surprisingly orange one, which makes sense because it's it's Nickelodeon themed. Uh, yeah, there's some good some good ass Nick the Hedgehogs on here, including one. <laughs> Oh my what? god, I cannot wait for you to see disembodied hands. 
<laughs> I gotta say real fast. Uh, ooh, can I? Sh well, I'll describe the photo. It is. This is a great one that I found. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. You get the entire gamut. For a disembodied hand, we have a very emo, uh, wearing an early, I want to say 2002 mesh t-shirt. That, or it's gray, but with that amount of definition, it has to be mesh. Oh, it's uh, definitely mesh. Yeah. I'm wearing mesh right now, in fact. The, the weird thing about this one, though, is he has gray fur and, you know, sort of, uh, uh, Caucasian skin. His arms are Caucasian. He he's not he's not furry on the arms. What kind of hedgehog is that? Like Sonic? Oh, hmm. You know, I've never actually looked at Sonic's hands, but are they blue? I'm pretty sure they're blue. No, they're little gloves, little white gloves. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant by hands. I meant arms. Oh, here's another great one that yeah. uh, seems to be wearing a diaper. I'm just gonna copy this one for you guys. Uh, the one that but I is that yours? There's... So is that yours on the fan made work? .fandom.com. Oh, there's quite a few. Here's the one that I was talking about right off of the classic DeviantArt. He's doing a little kung fu kick, and uh, he's orange colored just like uh, Nickelodeon, which is brilliant. A second one that I sent, he seems to be wearing a ninja mask. Uh, he's also wearing a gray shirt and holding a, a... I think that's supposed to be like a katana, but it's definitely a regular old longsword. And he has one leg and is wearing a diaper, so that's a brilliant one. But the uh, the first one that I sent out is a cute little hedgehog with one, two, three, four. Oh, he does have five fingers. Cool. He has a red shirt that says "Kill," a long sleeve red shirt and blue jeans. Uh, and he's holding a what looks to be a pistol, but he's holding it upside down. Gangsta style. Uh, see, I would say gangsta style, but gangsta style is sideways. This is. Based on where that thumb is, that looks to be upside down. Uh, and then Clancy's. So, hmm? so actually, that that pink one is actually in the Sonic universe, I think. Uh, oh. The one I just posted is from the same website that Disembodied Hand is on. <laughs> and so, yeah. This one is uh, it's wearing a... So, so Clancy's is a blue female hedgehog wearing fingerless gloves, so you know she's a thief. Uh, and a very... Revealing mini skirt and a very crop top, and then the boots. The boots seem to go like so. They're not. They're not like f me boots or anything. These oh, look those like, are thigh high. Yeah, those are <laughs> thigh high, and they look like if you you would have to walk like you could not bend your knees while wearing those those boots. But they're also like moon boot thigh highs. Like it's, I don't know. They're like Klingon boot thigh highs. <laughs> it's a whole mixture of wonderful things. Yeah, there's some... Oh, here's a real... Oh, I'm going to send my... This is the last one I'll send, but I'm sending it because he's a real rude dude, and he's giving you the finger. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's uh, Nick the Hedgehog. Doesn't take any of your guff. <laughs> yeah. So, we established <laughs> what each person would like to be when they grow up. In my case, it's a, uh, a bum, I think. Uh, no, that's not true. And in Classy's case, it was a lawyer. And in the case of this hand, a fire engine. Fire engine or fire truck? There is a key crucial difference. Maybe you could explain to me the difference. Uh, fire engine, I'm pretty sure, is the one with, like, an actual hose and every, like, um, like self-contained water, I think. Um, and then a uh, fire truck, like, is uh, the one with the hookup. Like, they both have hookups, but I'm pretty sure of fire, fire trucks and fire engines. There we go. 
yeah, you're you're right. I, I always forget which one's which, uh, but one of them, as you said, uh, has its own water in it, and then the other one has a hookup that needs to be set up to a hydrant or to like a lake or whatever. And the reason you still have those individuals, like uh, the the one that has its own self-contained stuff, is they get to the scene first and start putting out the fire while the other one is hooking up. It's actually a pretty, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's like, that's smart. That's valuable seconds saved. Because it can only go for a little while before it runs out of its own water. But it can be gone while those other ones are getting there or getting started. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would like to say that I uh, completely reject your uh, cis fire stuff. And <laughs> I am definitely a fire vehicle. I'm inclusive. I reject your non-binary nature of this. Uh, you would rather reject my binary, my, my, there are two genders right. of fire, <laughs> fire vehicle. <laughs> oh, what would JK binary. Rowling have to say about that? Uh, Probably a lot so of talking about, uh, 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 I don't know, like, wait, orientation. I know I said I can only, just, I'm only going to do one, but I need to give you this. I scrolled down a little bit as I was saying that, which is Nick. Wait, wait, wait. I was giving nope. the perfect segue. You yes. need to see this hedgehog. This sexy-ass ripped hedgehog that's taking his shirt off. But what's with the weird, like, medical gloves sticking out of his forehead? Oh, that is weird. Yeah. Hey, you know what? The art is awful. No. Compared to that the rest art, of it. That's baby-making art right there. Okay. He's even got his mouth open. So, speaking so. of baby-making... <laughs> Uh, our activity for the week, Nick. Oh, yes. It's a trivia game. Uh, this is something that I wanted to do for a long time. Uh, but it was hard to do, like, on a weekly basis or whatever. So I've decided I retired the idea. And then somebody else came along and did it better than I ever could. Uh, there's a much better podcast that does this called, um, uh, Go Fact Yourself. But this is the general idea that I came up with a long time ago. And, uh, the, it's, it's this. I have asked each of you to provide two categories. One, something that you want me to ask you about, so presumably you know about this stuff. And two, something you want me to ask your opponent about. Presumably they don't know much, so those are actually going to be worth two points each if you get them. And we will see who wins. Uh, also, I should point out, for each round you have two hints that you can use. Uh, I will give you a hint if you are stuck, uh, if you voluntarily say, I need that hint. Uh, if you don't use your two hints in round one, one of them will carry over to round three, the harder round, where you're going to get, th that would be a total of three hints. Does that make sense? It does. That's good. Ashley likes it harder anyway. <laughs> hey <-o>. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, one more also fun. Classy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also classy. Yeah. Also classy. And, you know, if you like it a little bit harder, uh, that's some sassiness. Anyway, uh, ooh. <laughs> so the one more rub, giggity, in this is that if you get a question wrong, your opponent has a chance to steal it. So yes. So there we go. Uh, we're going to start because, hmm. Anybody steal it. Who wants to go first? I'll give you your round one, and then... Let's uh, let our guest one. go first. Okay. All right. So, Disembodied Hand, round one. You picked for yourself health and fitness. Now, you're a very 
healthy and fit guy. So I assume you know quite a bit. Sorry, a very healthy and fit hand. You must yeah, do precisely. many squeezing exercises. Oh, I squeeze the hell out of things. Giggity. Uh, must give a really good, really good massage. But anyways, uh, so yeah, so presumably you're going to do pretty well in this round. Now, just in case, Classy, uh, actually you're pretty well, pretty well fit. You have a good, good knowledge. So do you think uh, any of these questions that uh, he gets wrong, you're going to be able to steal? <laughs> if he gets it wrong, probably not. But uh, uh, maybe. All right. Well, that's the kind <laughs> of confident attitude we like to hear. Yeah. All right, so these questions start off easy and get harder as they go along. Hopefully you will. Although, since I don't know a whole lot. Okay. I know how to stay healthy and how to stay fit. I don't know what's common knowledge. So hopefully these start off easy and get harder. It could be they start off hard and get weirder. Who knows? So question number <laughs> one, one of the most simple basic exercises is the push-up. At what point does a push-up become a press-up? And uh, I'll note, this is not your hint. Uh, I'll just note that there's two possible answers to this. One is language-based and one is mechanical-based. Give me either one. At what point does a push-up become a press-up? Yep. I actually don't know. Would you like Would you like to use one of your hints? I would like to use one of my hints. Okay. The I'll give you a hint for both of them. Uh, the language-based one, it's just this country calls all push-ups this. Uh, and it's not the U.S. And then the, the mechanical one it has to do with... Uh, the muscles involved and where your hands are. All right. Well, if I had to guess, and I do have to guess, <laughs> uh, a push-up is horizontal. A press-up is vertical. Ooh, that's interesting. No, unfortunately, it's not. Uh, Classy, do you have a, 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 an answer? Um, so my guess would be a push-up is when your arms are out, um, like out further from your body. Um, and a press-up is when they're tight and next to your body. Wow, you are so remarkably close, but uh, it's actually reversed. Oh, the, shoot, The press-up really? is the fire engine, and the push-up is the fire truck. Oh, damn. Yeah, so no points for either of you on that one, but there you go. The, uh, the other I thing... I was close as well. You gave close. <laughs> if I gave half points, I would give you a half a point. Uh, also, the British just call them all press-ups because huh. why wouldn't they they have it's almost like they have their own little because well, they don't do them so they don't do them yeah they they just oh god they just have noodly arms it'd be you know? great to be british i would love to be british with my noodle <laughs> arms that i have i'd be i'd be walking down the streets of saville row and all the ladies would faint at what at these guns uh, oh well or lack of guns <laughs> the mean? lack of guns these pistols uh pea shooters pea shooters so uh, by spreading your arms, you're putting emphasis on the pectorals instead of on the biceps. So that's biceps. the big difference. Well, hey, you got a chance to to redeem yourself in number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two here, the uh, nutrition is a big part of health and fitness. And I only recently learned the difference between a vitamin and a mineral. Both are things you need to put in your body. But what's the main difference between the two? Christ. It's actually... When you hear it, you're going to say it's very it's very obvious. So if you're overthinking it, like if you're thinking, oh, well, one is for the brain and does this, that, the other thing. The other, no, no, no. It's it's even simpler than that. That's um, a hint. Are, what? 
well this this, it's a hint but also this question you'll understand when i get to your round one because i know a little bit more about the subject of your round one i had to look real hard so i'm going to give him a little more information on this one all right well let's go with minerals oh how do you define this okay minerals are basic elements vitamins are combinations of things and proteins and yeah yeah that's basically it. a vitamin is is an organic thing it's uh hey, it's, you got maybe. one yeah <laughs> a vitamin is organic and uh, a mineral is a basic element so there's there can be complex elements uh complex minerals but they're still basically just inorganic stuff so the simple way i remember this is plant or <laughs> vitamins is yeah, plants just like Mineral- that shush quiet you <laughs> is vitamins is is plants minerals is rocks that's how i will always remember it okay all right there we go number three some ling- language trivia here for you whether it's in your home or outside in some building you visit only once a month and pay way too much for your membership many people have access to a gymnasium these dedicated workout areas were invented by the ancient greeks possibly elsewhere as well but we get them from the ancient greeks what does the Greek word gymnos mean? For gymnos, 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 G-I-M-N-O-S. <laughs> wow, you really went trivia. Yeah. Well, it does not help that we actually had this in a trivia question. Uh, so as I said a couple times, I do weekly trivia. And we have had this one at least three times and we always get it wrong. Because we think gynos, women, no. As if the Greeks would allow women to have rights. Yeah, not not a clue. Ooh. Would you like a uh, a hint? Let's take my second hint. All right, your second hint. Uh, it is for what you would wear to the gym. Is it nothing? Correct. Close enough, at least. It's naked. Yeah. Gymnosis work because the Greeks, man. If if people still went to the gym naked, uh, well, either everyone would go or no one would go because you know all the people going now are more or less going. Uh, to stand in front of the mirror and and just make oof sounds when they do each bicep curl. Or at least there's a certain segment of it. If people still went to the gym naked, it would be even worse. Well, weren't the ancient Greeks very um, uh, sexually fluid, too? So, I mean, like, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) You know, if you're going to the the gym and working out naked, I mean, hello? But the reason they actually work out naked, there's a reason for this. So... The Greeks, because of the Olympics, uh, it was supposed to be a men-only competition. And a woman came and competed and actually beat a lot of the men. (laughs) And so from that point on, they basically said, you have to compete naked so that we know what sex you are. So you can't be a woman and compete in a men's-only activity. Was that Atlanta? Georgia? Uh, (laughs) Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh... There was a, a Greek heroine named Atalanta, and she was a woman who did all the things men did. So she, it was probably her, or supposedly it was her, but uh, eh, it does not matter. Yeah, I was digging into my sport history class. I don't remember that much. Yeah, I'd say this is a, a, a health and fitness quiz, not a Greek mythology quiz, although I need to find someone who's good with Greek mythology so I can put that together. All right, your question number four, you've been doing pretty well. You're two for three. That's as, uh, as Meatloaf would say, that ain't bad. Uh, number three or number four, rather, in the 1960s and 70s, Jim Fix, spelled with two X's, helped to popularize running and jogging in the American mind by writing his book, The Complete Book of Running. And also, my dad was a big fan, uh, which is why I know 
of Jim Fix. So, tragically, however, and this may be how most people know him, he died at the relatively young age of 52. How did Jim Fix die? Heart attack. Yep. Would you like to also... I can't give you a bonus point, but do you know what he was doing when he had that heart attack? Running. Yep. Irony. That, yeah, yeah, it is the most uh, uh, ironic death. That said, however, they did a uh, an exhaustive study after he died and determined, quote, and I'm quoting Wikipedia here, so it's not an exact quote of a person, but to quote someone else, Jim Fix was genetically predisposed to have heart attacks. His father died of a heart attack at 43 after a previous one at 35, and he himself had a congenitally enlarged heart. He also had an unhealthy life before running. He smoked two packs a day up until he started running at age 36, had a stressful occupation, and had just finished his second divorce. Before his he started running, he was 214 pounds as well. So he had a very unhealthy pre-running life. So anyone who ever says, oh, well, look how much good it did Jim Fix. He lived an additional 20 years. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. Good for you for knowing Jim Fix. Your final question of this round is number five. This could be incredibly easy or incredibly Hold on. hard. I want to be really clear. I'm sure. pretty sure he didn't know Jim Fix just based on his <laughs> facial expression when you started asking the question. I have insider knowledge since I can see him, and he just went with the most ironic answer. Oh, is that true? Well, hey, good guessing anyway. I would like to point out that a hand doesn't have facial expressions uh tell that to senior wenceslas yeah yeah that right there you go see see you know things also you're old just like me older but uh you know I'm much things. older than you yeah well gee this may actually be uh, uh of of use to you in number five because as i was saying this could be either incredibly easy or incredibly hard because i found hold it on one second Hold on. Uh, he hasn't been active in Discord, and so he went to the AFK channel. Oh. <laughs> well, there well. we go. There we go. I'm definitely leaving that part in. That was terrifying. <laughs> That's why, so I'm, I, oh, because you weren't active in, I get it, I get it, I get it. I thought it. you had a stroke. Well, I may have. Uh, anyway, depending on what you mean by stroke. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Question number five, which, as I said a couple of times now, could be incredibly easy or incredibly hard, which is why I saved it for last. Uh, hopefully it's incredibly easy because I feel bad about it. Uh, what, according to the Google results when I typed in, max heart rate rule of thumb, because I knew there was one, I just didn't remember what it was, what is the general maximum heart rate, according to this rule of thumb, for a 40-year-old person? 180. Perfect. Yeah, all right, I knew it. It was either going to be really easy or really hard. Yeah, the rule of thumb is... Yeah. 220 beats per minute minus your age. I win. Well, yeah, you got four You don't out of five. know that you won yet? No, we didn't need to go any further than this. I, I just win. <laughs> well. I think, I think he he's banking on the fact that I won't know a lot about uh, the topic he gave me, but. No, that's not true at all. I I'm pretty sure you do know about the topic I gave you. I just know that you're uncomfortable discussing the topic that I gave you. Uncomfortable talking about it with you and disembodied foot. Let's be clear on that. Yeah, we've, we've gotten into some shit on this for some strange reason. Uh, but hey, <laughs> round one, you're going to do just fine in, hopefully, because round one is World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. I think you're going to do fine. 
you'll do great. You played, when did you start playing? Um, I actually started, so I started a few months later. So I started towards the beginning of 2005, but mm-hmm. it came out in 2004. So. Yeah. And you've been playing, I know you don't play like every day in super hardcore, so roughly. Oh no, when I'm playing, I do play every oh. day in super hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's but be clear on that. You haven't been playing <laughs> since, uh, January no, 2005 yeah, through no. now nonstop is what, what I meant by nonstop hardcore. Uh, yeah. So roughly how how mu- what percentage of that time would you say that you've actually played the game? Like percentage in terms of those years. So there's actually a slash played mechanic in the game. Um, on my main tune, I've played uh, 493 days in total. An entire um, year of your life. Good for you. What, more than a year? There's only 365 days in a year. Is that a trivia question? Oh, I was using metric. Did I get a point? I was using metric. Oh, okay. There actually is a metric <laughs> calendar, but there's 365 days in that too. Shut up. Go on. <laughs> um, And then on all my other tunes, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. So, Obviously, yeah. You can so play I've, a decent I've amount. Put, I've put, yeah, I've played a lot. <laughs> and uh, even with a six-year five-year break in there so yeah okay. and uh, mr yeah. and you play you mentioned playing uh hearthstone did you ever play uh wow i did a little bit i just couldn't get into it i enjoyed doing the things that weren't part of the game uh, we've actually talked about this in the past and uh you and i are hand-holding buddies on this one because my favorite thing uh was archaeology I love just flying around and digging up shit and playing that little mini game when I should have been leveling. Yeah, I think that for me, it was kind of just the exploring the universe and exploring Mm -hmm. the map. I just had a really good time doing that. And then as soon as I realized that you got points for falling, I tried to find bigger and bigger things to jump off of to see how far I could fall and not die. But, but... But little did he know, there's only one achievement for falling and not dying. But that just kind of stuck with him. <laughs> so my uh, a quick side tangent. I promise I'll get to your questions. But uh, there was a game called Rift, and or Rifts, Rifts, Rifts. Sorry, plural. Rift is the uh, the RPG, like the pen and paper RPG. Rifts. Nope, sorry, whatever, doesn't matter. One of those two. Anyway, they had achievements as well, and one of the achievements they had was falling from a, like a, uh, it was a waterfall and living. And the thing is, there was just this tiny little pencil, practically, area that you could land in and you would fall deep enough to not take fall damage. I spent a good day trying to get that, that achievement, and I finally did. I learned you had to back off of it slowly and then jump just as you, like, actually press the jump button. You didn't back out. Good times. Uh, so I completely understand you with when it comes to wanting to do the parts of the game that are not actually the game itself. So to get to the actual uh, uh, trivia bits, number one, as we mentioned, uh, WoW was uh, uh, WoW was released in November of 2004, meaning that a child born on its release date will nearly be able to drive. Since then, there have been a number of expansions. So not including Shadowlands, which as of this recording hasn't been released yet. How many expansions are there? Oh, you don't shit. have to name them. Okay. Although it so, may help you to name them. but Yeah, it'll help me to name them. So how many expansions or yes. including base game? 
Uh, not including base games. So these are just like the extra bits that you would have to pay for. Okay, so Burning Crusade, Cataclysm, Wrath of the Lich King. Um, uh, is it Mist of Pandaria right after Wrath? Um, Warlords of Draenor, Legion, and then uh, Battle for Azeroth. So I'm going to say seven expansions, not including Shadowlands. Yep, and you even named them all mostly in order. Wrath of the Lich King yeah, came after yeah, Burning of, Crusade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, good job. Well, no, after Cataclysm. No, no, right? it says right here, Burning no. Crusade, Wrath of the Lich oh, King, Oh, came, came after, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Also, because I stopped playing, the first time I, I played, I stopped playing just as Cataclysm was released, because I had just gotten used yeah. to, um, uh, ooh, what's the zone south uh, where Deadmines is? Oh, Westfall. Westfall. I'd just gotten used to it, and then I uh, that patch hit, and it was all changed. It's like, yeah, I'm done here. Why is disembodied <laughs> hand laughing at me? Just uh, based on how much I know? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely nerds. Well, number two is speaking of Wrath of the Lich King, because we, we mentioned that. Uh, that game not only expanded the game world with an entire island, but also, for the first time, introduced a new character class. What was the uh, the class that was introduced in Wrath of the Lich King? Death Knight. Yep. My hint for that one, if you had asked for it, was just gonna be <laughs> was just gonna be Donkey Kong. Disinvited so. hands like even I know that. Oh, see, that means you could have stolen it if she got it wrong. Maybe she was overthinking. She was like, uh, 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 monk. Oh, who said that? No, I was saying that he could have. Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, stolen yeah. it if she had gotten it wrong. All right, number right. three. This will be a little bit harder then, because I had to consult an outside website for it. There have been a number of celebrities who have endorsed or played WoW, ranging from Mr. P... Mr. P, god damn, I Mr. hate Mr. P? Mr. T <laughs> to Robin Williams. Which if the answer these... is Robin... Ro... Ronda Rousey, oh, yeah. you lose. Ronda Rousey also has... Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. She's not on this list. Well, she is on the list, but she's not... Whatever. Anyway. Which of these four celebrities does not show up on Ranker.com's list of 21 top 21 confirmed celebrity players? Is it A, Mila Kunis, B, Ryan Reynolds, C, Henry Cavill, or D, Ben Affleck? One of these action, because remember, Mila Kunis was in uh, the Max Payne movie. Which one of these action stars has I'm going to not... use one of my hints. You're going to use a hint. All right, cool. I'll give you a hint. Uh, it is not Henry Cavill. He was, uh, he does play WoW, and as we recently found out from a live stream of his, he's a Symmetra main when he plays Overwatch, making him the real Superman. <laughs> um, okay, so it was between Mila Kunis, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Batman, <sighs> the Green Lantern, and Max Payne's girlfriend. Um... Uh, shit. I'm just, I, I just have to, like, throw it out there then. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say Ben Affleck. He does play. So, no. Incorrect. Oh. Hand with the steel. Is it Mila Kunis or Ryan Reynolds? Clearly Ryan Reynolds. It is, actually. I don't uh, know why it's, uh, is there a clearly or are you, uh, just guessing also? Everybody knows this. 
I, oh, I don't even know why that's a question. He's just guessing, isn't he? You can see his face. Or, I'm sorry, you can oh, see Senior Oh, Winston. yeah, he's dying yeah. of laughter over yeah, here. <laughs> I had a feeling. I had, as you might say, more than a feeling, uh, as Boston might say. Anyway, right. number question number four. This is the one that I also had to, uh, uh, where I had to read way more information than I ever wanted to about the lore of this of this stupid game. The one obligatory lore question while I was standing in line for Dairy Queen goes as follows. I'm loading up a photograph because I had to uh, take a photo of this thing anyway. Anyway, so number four. For several years after WoW was released, an NPC named Katrana Prester could be found in Stormwind, chilling with King Arden Wynn. Rin. Whatever. And win Whatever. It's all made up nonsense. Lady Prester was which raid boss in disguise? Oh, the fuck? Yeah, she was a raid boss in disguise. Do you have a hint Lady available? Press- yeah, let's go with a hint. This meaningless exertion bores me. Reasonably sure you've killed oh, this person a number of times. Oh no, I'm sure I have, but it, it, remembering, yeah, all the voice lines, and I'm really bad at lore. <laughs> um, I like literally know nothing about the lore for the most part in the game. I like, I'm one of those people that just clicks through all the quests, don't read any of the text, don't watch the cinematics. Like, I'm. I'm the worst WoW player. Uh, I, um, I made the mistake of watching one of the cinematics one time. And I was just like, "This is just stupid. This is well, so some of the hammy." Cin- but some of the, some of the the cinematics are actually really interesting. Like uh, any of the ones that they show at BlizzCon to like get you hyped up for the new expansion are pretty amazing, <laughs> um, and do their job. But uh, Lady Prester Zertion bores me. I'm going to assume that is the name of a raid boss and not you having a stroke. Lady Katrana no, Prester. No, 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 hold on. I haven't answered yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm was, sorry, sorry. I was saying the voice line. I'm. Oh, the voice line, my bad, was this meaningless exertion bores me. Is she a raid boss or a dungeon boss? A raid. Yes, definitely a raid boss. I've seen people fight the raid. Uh, B-O-R-E-S, because uh, um, there might be some audio issues. Um, I'm gonna go with Onyxia. You are correct. Yeah. Yes. I'm the wiener. I need to read. <laughs> so when I found out that she was controlling some bullshit thing with mind control, I'm like, all right, I need to confirm the answer. So I went to uh, the WoW Wiki on Fandom.com and learned that. And I'm gonna read it directly off of my off of my iPad here. Lady Katrana Presser and Lord Bolvar Fordragon serve as the king's main advisors, allowing them control over the young king's choices. However, Bolvar tends to bow to the wishes and decisions of Katrana Prester, whom he deems educated. Lady Prester, however, seems to have ulterior motives. As a result of her intervention, proper human leadership has become impossible, and the role of the races has become negligible. Uh, the role of other races, sorry has become negligible in the plan she offers to the young king. A prime example of this is her refusal to allow the king to send reinforcements to human lands that desperately need it, such as Duskwood and the Red, Red, Red Ridge Mountains. Reports of enemy activity on those fronts are shot down for lack of proof, although stories of dead civilians have become common knowledge, and my virginity grew back as I read that. <laughs> Oh, but like some people, the lore, if you actually like 
So if you actually like were to get into it and read it and all that kind of stuff, it actually makes sense and it's pretty decent from what I hear, but I just, I haven't. So, I mean, like it really takes actually doing it in order and kind of making sense of it and everything, but I just haven't taken the time to do that. I want to one of these days. I say that I want to, but I swear to God, as I'm reading all these names and like, I hear people explain uh, who Tharazul and whatnot is. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I don't care. It's like studying for a history exam, except for it's not even real history. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I mean, isn't that most fantasy or sci-fi like fiction? Yeah. But also, I guess maybe I don't, I don't do that either. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Except for Mass Effect. Uh, I have read way too much about Mass Effect. But enough about me. Let's go on to number five. Your final question. This one will definitely be hard. Hopefully you remember it because it is early game material. Several real world psychological, economic, and even sociological papers have been written on uh, on or about the world of Warcraft and its uh, uh, and the way people interact in there. Perhaps the most famous real world study of this game was performed by the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, after an in-game debug when Zul'Garub was first released. The final encounter of that would spread this debuff throughout the game on several servers and became a true pandemic, killing thousands of players. At one point, Blizzard instituted voluntary in-game quarantines. However, those didn't work because players didn't take them seriously or would maliciously spread this debuff. What is the name of this debuff that totally would never happen in real life people would take all quarantine seriously the prime hint from that one uh, just because i went off on a long tangent is that it comes from the final encounter of the raid zolgarub oh it's yeah fuck i haven't oh shit i remember uh was it hexar that gave it um is that the name of the like serpent wind wind serpent that would give it or something like that in ZG? Could be. I'm not allowed. I <sighs> you are out of hints. Yeah, I know. But it is Shit. because I'm not familiar enough with uh uh the final encounter of Zolgarub. I couldn't tell you anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I wish I could. It's been so long. I I don't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's been way too long. You want to just name your favorite debuff and hope maybe it's right? Uh, Zanzil's, uh, what is it? Like Zanzil's Slow Poison or something like that? I, I think it, it's basically, it's this um, uh, poison vial that you can give someone and then no matter what, they can't, uh, unless they die in game, um, but if they don't die in game within seven days, it'll kill you no matter what. And it's not dispellable or anything like that. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. But you you were right about many things. Mr. Hand, <laughs> do you want to take a stab at it? No. It could potentially be a, uh, maybe there's a Hearthstone he, he card. No, I, he has I no know. idea. Okay. Yeah. The... The uh, debuff is called Corrupted Blood. 
Uh... The way that it would work, this the way this disease worked was so apparently you were right about the uh, the boss. It is Hakar or Hakar or something like that. Yeah, I I knew it was something like that. Yeah, I called him Hexar, but yeah, Hexar. There you go. When you yeah. fight him, uh, the more damage you deal to him, eventually he will stop and curse all of you, steal your health, and inject it into himself. So right. the way that you finally kill him is by putting corrupted blood on yourself, which is a very minor de or debuff that does uh, some low damage at for considering it's a level 60 event not that much damage uh, and then if he accepts that he takes too much damage he dies what would happen is in theory corrupted blood would just expire before you even left the zone but some people would it would be on their pets they would dismiss their pet and then because of a programming oversight when they resummoned their pet later on, the debuff would still be on them. It would spread to other players and immediately kill anyone low level, probably like level 30 or below, would die pretty much within a couple of ticks, which in and of itself would be like, oh, what a dick move. But hey, we died, we resummoned, not that big of a deal. The problem was, or it would be contracted by NPCs and NPCs would not die from it. They would just have it forever and infect other NPCs, and so when players came into the zone, they would contract it asymptomatically from the NPCs. This led to entire cities being destroyed overnight. Uh, yeah, it was... Disembodied Hand is loving this. Oh, yeah. I, I remember this, like, vaguely, but it was, I mean, 15 years ago, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. No, I know, yeah. but it, it was so long ago that it like I totally like spaced on it. Oh, yeah. I remember the annihilation of cities vaguely. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, people people said they would log in and just see thousands of corpses uh, lining the streets of Stormwind, and like I said, the the American CDC after this all finally got resolved, they patched it so that pets just can't get the damn thing anymore. Uh, after several reboots and restarts and server wipes and resets and voluntary quarantines that were ignored, uh, the CDC evaluated everything and used it to determine what would happen if there was a global pandemic in the real world. And uh, then we got to the so CDC. So did it help them? Because weird. Oh, well, it did on account of, you know, we had... H1N1, we had swine flu, we had Ebola pandemics, and none of those became global. Uh, so somebody was paying attention, and then just for some reason, I guess within the last couple of years, we started to ignore all that. I don't know what possibly could have happened, but we'll see. Anyways, <laughs> after one round, our score is Classy with three, and Disembodied Hand with five, but that's bound to change because we're going to be doing double points for this. And just as a, if we have a tie, I'll do an extra round, uh, lightning round, because I have several games just sitting in this document that I can use. So, Disembodied Hand, uh, Classy picked for you, your, your round is women's fashion. Do you know anything about women's fashion? Probably more than I should, but oh. no. Classy, do you, but did you pick it for him thinking he won't know shit about this, or... No, 
I knew he would know some, but I, I, I mostly picked it because I think he has more knowledge than he realizes. And so I thought it would be funny just to see how much he actually knows about women's fashion. Okay. Well, let's find out because I have a bad feeling about this because I may have made it too hard. But hey, hey, you know what? That's why they're double. It's all good. Okay, disembodied hand, you are in fact a hand. Uh, a handbag is sometimes called a purse or clutch. That's a common women's accessory. The terms purse and handbag are interchangeable, but clutch is not. What is the difference between a clutch and a purse or a handbag? The handle. Can you be a little more specific? A clutch is significantly smaller than a purse and a handbag. I'm trying to think. Maybe I will give half credit on this one. Uh, unless, Classy, can you steal it? If you can steal it, I'll give you full credit. Um. Well, a clutch is like you can. Uh, well, no, because I have a clutch that's like also like a folder. So, clutch is uh small enough that you can carry it in one hand. Mm, I'm gonna have. You know what? This is gonna be against all. Whatever. It's a game I'm making up as I go along. I'm gonna give you each one point because you both got, which essentially means I'm giving you none. But the reason is because. The main difference is that a purse or handbag has a strap that's designed to go over your shoulder. You, uh, It's designed to be worn, whereas a clutch is designed to be held in your hand. That's the handle. Yeah, but also a lot of clutches don't have any handles. Right. So, Purses or handbag have handles. Clutches don't have handles. Well, a handle is a small thing. You don't wear the handle. Uh, you, you, wear, you don't... So the handle, okay, so a handle would be... Do you have a be... different bonus question? Because I feel like, th- I, I honestly feel like disembodied hand got it, so... All right, all right, I'll come up with another one. I'll come up with another one off the fly. Here we go. Uh, what is the fabric commonly used for ribbons? Uh, ribbons, lingerie, the outer shells of, of uh, gowns. Lace. No, it is in fact chiffon. Wait, I can't steal it? Oh, shit. Hey, you know what? We're just going to move on to number two. <laughs> because I didn't screw it up. Hey, like I said, I did it off the top of my head. There. All right. Nobody gets any points. God damn it. Also, remember, I'm sorry. You guys have two. I should have admit. Wow. This <laughs> is a debacle. It's like flipping me off right now. You guys have hand. two more hints. Your hints have been refreshed. Look, this is why I don't host trivia for real. Okay. <laughs> number two, you'll probably get this one. What common feature of men's clothes is often missing on women's clothes, stemming from the revolutionary French fashion for tight silhouettes? Could you repeat the question, please? Sure. Uh, what common feature of men's clothes is often missing on women's clothes, stemming from a from the revolutionary French fashion for tight silhouettes? Could you use it in a sentence, please? Sentence, <laughs> please. Would you like your hint? <laughs> yes, please. You've got at least two of them on you right now. Testicles? <laughs> no, the answer is not testicles. Wait, oh, wait, is that your... No, but that's the two things I have on me right now. Uh, okay. Classic. I think I know it. Would you like to steal? Pleats. Pleating. Pleating? Yeah, pleats, like, on pants. The little, like, pleats, you know, like, to kind of create more room in that junk area. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pockets. The number one complaint about women's fashion is that there's no pockets. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you have so, two on you right now. I do. <laughs> for centuries, 
pockets were unisex, unisex, whatever. Everyone wore them. Everybody wore pockets. Everyone liked pockets. Thing is, your pockets back then were just two pouches that were tied to a belt that you wore underneath your clothes. The thing is, poor people wore them. So if you were fancy and fashionable, you didn't. Uh, then during the French Revolution, women, by then men would wear uh, pockets. Women didn't because if you wore pockets, that meant you were hiding food or something in your pockets. So women didn't want to get executed, so they stopped wearing like them. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm laughing because, you know, how he keeps pots in his pocket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good jeez, <laughs> on my bad. I thought you were calling me Napoleon Dynamite, which would be a huge insult because I hate that movie. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just, I was saying, you know, keeping snacks in yeah. your pocket. Well, essentially, so, so the original pockets did basically go down to your knees because you would, you would keep your entire lunch in your pocket. Uh, but that was, again, what poor people did. So after the revolution, it, still, it was still fashionable to not wear pockets because that's what rich women did so that they wouldn't be executed. So the nouveau riche of the uh, post-revolutionary French didn't wear pockets because instead they would just hire someone to carry all their shit. And so, yeah, if you weren't a peasant, you paid peasants. They had pockets, you didn't. And then it just kind of lasted. All right. <laughs> Question number three, then. Uh... In 1998, Prada sold its shares of Gucci to which French fashion house? Um, hint, please. Sure. It's not Louis Louboutin. Louboutin? That's how you pronounce it? But I always mix those two up because the names are fairly similar. To me. <laughs> that was a really strong hint. Is it Louis Vuitton? Yes. Yeah. That was a really strong hint. <laughs> eh. Hey, well, that's why you get two of them. But he has used both of, both of his hints? Yes, he has. Okay. So he's I got, got a hat with an LV on the back. Yeah. I learned a thing about those. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't want to spend more time on my dumb trivia. Number four, or my dumb trivia, my dumb trivia tangents. I love this dumb trivia we're doing. Number four, the Kelly bag was named after which Hollywood actress? Jean Kelly. No, close though. Grace Kelly. Wait, I got oh, to steal! You Nick! Uh, okay. Honestly, here's the thing. I knew I'm gonna that one. I'm gonna yeah. I was I'm gonna, gonna give say you that. Grace Kelly. It's all good. Those points, please. I'm gonna give you that one because I, <laughs> I, I, hand is dying over here. Even as I was writing it, I knew. Oh man, if he gets this wrong, she's gonna know it because we've talked about. For some reason, we have talked about Grace Kelly because we talk about some weird ass stuff. Guy. So yes, yes Gene Kelly was singing uh, in the rain. Like yes, yes. the My ultimate. Bad. What is it? Um. The triple threat. He was, yeah. could sing, dance, and act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And gay as the day is long. Number five. <laughs> hey, I love I love Gene Kelly. Uh, number no, five. I, know. I, no. I realized as I spit it out, I'm like, oh my god, that's a man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, men can wear bags too. Didn't you see that episode yeah. of Seinfeld? It's European. Totally. It's his European carry-all. All right, number five. For real this time. Launched in 2017, Fenty Beauty is a line of cosmetics that is, blah, blah, that is widely acclaimed for its quality, affordability, and apl applicability to a wide variety of skin tones. Who's behind the Fenty line? And I'm going to not immediately say the name if, if, you, get it, if you get it wrong. Is it Cardi B? No. <laughs> Classy, do you know who's behind Fenty? Fenty? Can you spell Fenty? Sure. F-E-N-T-Y. Can you use it in a sentence? 
this Fenty is straight fire. <laughs> um, Fenty, F-E-N-T-Y, you said? Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get hints for other people's questions. I know. Um, I'm gonna say Lancome. Nope, it is, in fact, Rihanna. Oh, 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 oh. Fenty, I, I, I didn't thought know it was... this. Oh, damn it. Fenty is her last name. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? All right. Well, we gave away a couple points in this round, so uh, disembodied <laughs> hand, you now have but seven. But not to me. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Maybe maybe she doesn't know as much about about the subject you gave her as you think. Uh, disembodied oh, no, hand I know she knows about the subject. Has seven, <laughs> and Classy, you have five, meaning you just need one to tie and two to win. But you know what? We're going to do that lightning round anyway, because why the hell not? Uh, it's fun. All right, so you're round number two. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought I admit, I thought I lost it for a second, but that's because I was looking at round one. This is body handpicked for you. Sexual fetishes. <laughs> yeah, you yep. did. Okay, <laughs> how knowledgeable did. on a scale of one to 100, we're not going to go too deep into anything. But on a 1 to 100, how knowledgeable do you think you are? We both just looked at each other when you said we're not going to go too deep into anything. And we're just like, yeah. Hashtag too deep. Too deep, okay. yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, everyone, everyone, go listen to WAP right now. Please go listen yeah. to WAP. Slide your nose um. like a credit card. <laughs> um uh i i don't know like i mean because there's so many out there i mean how do i quantify my knowledge an average vanilla person who just watches tv like uh uh just watches you know your regular old tv shows doesn't uh go looking for it or anything would let's say there are 20 on a scale of 1 to 100 and then like the most innocent prude would be one i would probably say i'm like a 10 to 15 Okay, I don't know. So you think you know less than the average person. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, Hand, how... how? Well, in 1 to 100, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, 1 to 100. I realized that oh, the middle should be 50, 50, but... 50 to 75. Oh, so you think you know... Okay, okay. Yeah, so I think I'm I'm average to, you know, maybe above A average. A more. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hand... Roughly how much, on that same scale, how, how much do you think you know about sexual fetishes? Probably not very much, but I, I, average, maybe slightly above average. Uh, I would say above average. There's at, least, there's at least one on here that if you get the correct answer to, I'm going to be, I'm going to learn a lot about you, Mr. Hand. <laughs> All right. So number one. But if he gets it correct. If he gets it correct, I'm going to learn quite a bit. Number oh, one. Oh, Okay. So you mean if he steals it? If he steals it, I mean if you okay. get it, I'm gonna be like, yeah, it tracks. She, she, okay. She, she might be in. <laughs> You'll see. Anyway, number okay. one. Okay. Number one. <laughs> so this question may be a little bit harder than an ordinary number one, but I'm gonna make it number one or the first question because it's important to get out of the way first because we are on record as being very sex positive and we don't want people thinking we're making fun of anyone. We certainly don't want that. If it gets you off and it's consensual, then knock yourselves out. That said, because fetish That's can have thing. bada bing. Knocking yourselves out. <laughs> yeah. Get off yeah. and knock yourself out. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. fetish can have a judgmental connotation in papers and such, 
scientifically they or they use this scientific academic term when talking about fetishes. What's what's that term? Scientific academic. Yeah. Term? What's the academic word for fetish? Like it. You you read this uh, Harvard MIT whatever paper. They're not going to say uh, furry folk furry fetish. They're going to say the subcommunity of furries known as wait sorry that's that's a bad that's bad let me give you a different non-clue but explainer because the question itself is a little vague that's why i'm giving you this little extra bit here uh they would not say the furry fetish they would say the blank known as furryism or whatever uh sexual act i I don't i don't know i mean that's I have hints, though, right? You do. Although, I'll keep in mind that uh, this one may be a pretty hard one, so saving them. Well, you know what? You can do whatever you want. You're a consenting adult. Uh, maybe fringe? Uh, I think that's I think that's the term that they use, is fringe. Uh, like, sexual act or something like that. Okay. Uh, that's a very good term, actually. I should have thought of that. But uh, no, it's not actually what they would use in this sense. Hand, would you like to steal? No. <laughs> paraphilia. 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 Which is, because even even when you say fringe, you're kind of saying, oh, it's not a normal thing. Whereas when you get right down right. to it, what is normal in in when it comes to uh, one's sexual preferences? So paraphilia right. is the love of something else, essentially. That's oh. fine. If you didn't get that right, that's okay. fine. Like I said, that's a harder one. But yeah, I've never heard that term so it's all good cool now that you learn we, something new every day especially when you're doing trivia you're gonna learn quite a bit here uh so now that we have done that whole bit about how hey we're not judging anyone let's talk about some hot hot kink a lunar <laughs> quote l-o or i'm sorry a lunar spelled l-o-o-n-e-r is sexually excited by what specific object a lunar mm-hmm. l-o-o-n-e-r yep by what Sexual object? Yep. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, because a loon is a type of bird that calls out really loudly at dusk. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that your guess? I thought you were still thinking. Stop going for hints. No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm just thinking out loud in my head. That's all good. That's Um, all good. What's sexual object? Can I get a hint? Sure. Uh, these are often found at uh, at uh, uh, parties. <laughs> at parties? These are often found at birthday parties. Lunar? Often found at birthday parties. I'm going to go with cake. Oh. No. Cake would be a great thing. Oh, no. I love he cake. Knows. <laughs> can, I, can I steal? Absolutely. Balloons. Yep. Yeah, oh, balloons. Oh, that makes sense. Lunar? Yeah. <laughs> Ballooner? Oh, yeah. damn it. Balloon fetish, they like, they, depending on the fetishist, they, uh, this, my God, my search history is going to be all messed up after this. And, oh, man, I can't believe we were searching for hedgehog stuff. Uh, my search history is going to be fucked beyond belief. Don't worry. I'll come delete it if you ever were taken away. Thank you. Some, depending on the lunar, they either really enjoy the idea of it being inflated, they enjoy it being rubbed, or the sound that it makes when rubbed, having oh, it rubbed God. on them, or having it rubbed on someone else, or when it is squeezed but doesn't pop. I feel that way sometimes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand that sound when oh, like, people rub balloons. Yeah, like that's awful. Sometimes I uh... I like the sound. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it's a good thing hands have no genitals. Uh, oh God! Notable for it. that you can see. <laughs> we'll see if you can bounce back with number three because it's you're now even further behind. Number three. Without a base, without a trace, Diggity. is a safety rule of thumb when it comes to what sex toy, referring to the need for a flared base to ensure that the item doesn't get lost inside you. Uh, I would assume it's like a butt plug. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! Did it! Without a base, without a trace. Uh, I learned that because in Los Angeles, there is a sex store that celebrates what they call... Anal August. So, happy Anal Hashtag August, everyone. No I, be- I believe Hashtag this will no be- butt stuff. No butt stuff. <laughs> Unless you're into it, that's all good. Hey, congratulations. You figured it yeah, out. Now, and now I'm you not. know, without a base, without a trace. Number yeah. four, to most folks, CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, the method of improving mental health by improving one's thought patterns and physical activities. But it's not known that in the kink community. What does CBT stand for there? And I'll give you a free minor hint that it's absolutely important that this be totally consensual. Oh, God. That it be totally consensual. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> CBT? CBT. Do you have one more hint? Yeah, let's use it. The T, which is why it's uh, absolutely important this be totally consensual, stands for torture. The C and B stands for what's being tortured. Uh, cock and ball torture? Yep. <laughs> okay. That was the one, by the way, that I was like, there's a chance you'll be able to piece it together or you'll just be into it because, hey, you do whatever. What's funny is I probably shouldn't have taken a hint and I should have just said what I was going to say, but I wouldn't have gotten it because I was actually cock and ball trauma was what I was thinking. Ooh, you know, um, I probably would have given it to you. Trauma and torture are basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that I was saying if if the hand was like I know this one and be like, "Yeah, I learned way too much about you." Whereas <laughs> Whereas if you had gotten it, I'd be like, "Eh, I mean, maybe some guys asked for it. Who knows? Whatever. I'm not going to judge." What I love though is the fact that it's not cock torture. It's not ball torture. It's cock and ball torture. It's like, don't, don't, don't neglect one or the other. You gotta do both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good for them. Good for them. Also, it feels like something you couldn't really do for more than a couple of tries. Otherwise, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, number five, your final one. We're all tied up. (laughs) So this is for all the marbles and you're out of- All the marbles. You're out of- Odin. uh, You're out of hints. Number five. A relatively new branch of the dominance and submission family tree is Findom. F-I-N-D-O-M. What is Findom? Findom? Findom. 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 I'm not too sure on the pronunciation of any of these, uh, but F-I-N-D-O-M. I also learned one of my favorite my favorite terms with this. Uh, it's the term for the, one of the terms for the submission, submissive. Uh, and I don't get a hint? No more hints, I'm sorry. It doesn't have to do with sharks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it does. Maybe it's, uh, they just really love Jaws. Yeah. Um. Mm, Jaws 4, the revenge. Gets me all hot. Yeah. When I see Bruce the mechanical shark. <laughs> um, Findom. 
and in the dom dom and sub culture mm -hmm. which should make at least one of the <laughs> one part of this should be easy i don't know it is it kind of like a a dom thing having to do with like <laughs> uh like edging in a sense like finishing like uh not allowing one to finish oh like what some balloon what some lunars are into uh no edging's actually just a thing no i know i know that but i'm saying because oh. lunars some of them like it when the balloon gets very close to popping but doesn't oh yeah see exactly all right uh is that your answer or are you still thinking it out? It's totally fine to think it out. You got all the time in the world. No, I'm still thinking. How confident are you feeling about this one hand? Not at all. Not at all? Okay. <laughs> just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. I don't I don't know. Okay. That is incorrect. Would you like to try? This is? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Findom is, is financial domination. It is oh. when the submissive gives the dominant access to all of their finances, and uh, they just randomly, well, they do many things, but one of the things they will do is randomly spend things, uh, or just send money to someone else, which, something, this is something you and I have to get into, no, not like that. You need to find yourself what is called a pay pig, and you will financially dominate him, and then just occasionally send me his money. You can keep that I thought that yourself, was just obviously. called marriage. Yeah. Oh, hot take. Yeah. Honestly, like I said, I'm into it. Well, not I'm into. Hey, whatever you're into, do what you want to do. But wow, I don't see how anyone wins uh, Wins that. Well, I see how one person wins that situation. But the other one, hmm. Well, hey, you do you. So yeah, financial domination. Fin dumb. Well, in that case, it's good that we have... Uh, tiebreaker because we're tied at nine apiece. Good job, you guys. Lightning round. So the lightning round. <laughs> lightning round. It's going to be a simple, you're going to say yes or you're going to say no. I'm going to alternate back and forth yes. between you. Okay? Yes. Sure. How dare you. I'm going to read for no. you a food, a food or an animal, and you're going to tell me if it's kosher. So just back and forth, yes or no. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, so back and forth, yes or no? So you're going to ask and then... So I'm going to say classy. Say uh, uh, I'm going to say a food. Okay. And then you're going to say okay. yes or no. Yes if it's kosher. No if it's not. And then I'm going to say uh, hand. And I'm going to read okay. a different food. Or medical item. Or basically an object. And you tell me if it's kosher or not. Okay, but there are some things that can be kosher. Oh, yes. That's a good point. We're going to assume in all of these cases... Because, uh, for example, one of the most obvious thing that is kosher is a cow. You know, I love pastrami, and that's made from cattle. If you slaughter a cow wrong, it's not kosher. So we're going to assume right. it, for all of these that the animals are slaughtered correctly. And apologies to any vegans or vegetarians or animal rights activists listening to this. Right. All right. Okay. Worst case scenario, just say yes or no. So uh, we'll start with the guest first. So... Lightning round hand, Welsh rarebit. What? Welsh rabbit. Welsh, Welsh rabbit. R a r e b i t. -B -I -T. Oh, oh rarebit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ding. Yes. All right. Classy crickets. <laughs> I think she's missing the point of lightning. <laughs> lightning. Uh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, hand. Any and all suppositories. No. 
Yes, they are. Uh, no point. Uh, uh, classy. Cod au gratin, which is a recipe I just found that's, uh, uh, I found it when I did this, which is battered fish covered in cheese. No. It is kosher. No. Uh, so what? incorrect. It is kosher. Uh, oh. hand. Haggis. No. It is kosher if, if done correctly. Uh, classy. Kangaroo. Yes. No, it is not. <laughs> hand. Giraffe. Yes. It is kosher. Ding. Correct. What? Classy. Chicken parmigiana. No. Correct. It is not. <laughs> Hand. Turtle soup. No. Correct. Classy. Mock turtle soup. Yes. Yes, it is. By a total of one point. With nine. Disembodied hand wins. Classy. With 11. You came very close. Welsh rarebit is a dish that is bread or is toast with some sauce and cheese on it. It's kosher. Rabbit slash hare, on the other hand, is not. But Welsh rarebit doesn't include any. Crickets are not kosher because they are insects. There is only one kosher insect, the kosher cricket, so, which is a great name. All suppositories are kosher because medicine uh, applied rectally is not food. You're not eating it. So you could put you could put a pork suppository up your butt if you want. Cotto gratin is a uh, is fish with cheese and normally you can't mix uh, uh, you can't mix meat beef and dairy. You can't mix meat and dairy, but fish in rabbinically considered is not meat. Only meat comes from land oh, animals. Haggis. That's where I got confused. Because, yeah, see, I thought it wasn't you couldn't mix meat and cheese. And so that's why I was like, what? That's why chicken parmigiana is not kosher, because chicken is beef. That's why I hesitated on oh, chicken yeah? parmigiana, because I, I started to question my knowledge <laughs> of kosher, like, because of cod au gratin. Yeah. Well, also, no, only an insane person would eat cod au gratin. All right. Uh, haggit, haggis, is the heart, lungs, and liver of a sheep boiled in its own intestines with oats and various other spices. Sheep is kosher. Wait, can you say and... that with a Scottish accent? Oh, I can't. <laughs> the heart, lungs, liver, and sheep of a sheep boiled in its own intestines. Uh, I turned That's New Zealand dish there. Yeah. Interestingly enough, anywhere you get haggis outside of one specific deli in Scotland is going to be not kosher, but that's only because the sheep wasn't slaughtered correctly. Uh, there is one specific deli that slaughters its sheep that way. Kangaroo chews its cud, but has no hooves, therefore it is not kosher. Australia is the only country with no native kosher animals. Tristan de Kuna, probably also, but uh, I don't, uh, that was the thing that I read elsewhere. Anyway. The giraffe does chew his cud and does have cloven hooves, so you could, in fact, eat it. This was determined by a rabbi in the year 2008. Turtle soup. Turtles live in the sea but and have scales, but do not have fins in the way that uh, rabbis in, uh, have interpreted fins. Therefore, it is not kosher. Mock turtle soup, however, uses cow brain instead of turtle. So you can eat that if you want to eat a cow's brain. There you go. Okay. There you go. That is kosher. <laughs> I feel like we learned anything and nothing at all, and hopefully got you learning too. <laughs> that is the perfect way to sign off. So everyone have a great week. Great two weeks. Yes. I forgot how often we release. Oh, anal August will be over. Hey, you know what? Anal August can be in your heart all year round. 
So, anal August, everyone. Is everybody mentioned the, 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 the store that had anal August? Uh, I don't remember what it was called. I think it's called Pleasure Chest. I don't know. There's a podcast I listen to, and the guy used to live across the street from it. They posted up a, uh, a billboard one day that said Happy Anal August, and then that's how I learned about it. Okay, well, I'm Classy. And I'm Nick. And I'm Disembodied Hand. You are. And we're, <laughs> and we're signing off, hoping you have a good tomorrow, and take care of each other. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com.